Come on. Welcome to Life Play. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Jenny Christner. Jenny, are you ready to do this? I am. Awesome. Let's go. Jenny is an MD. She is the CEO of Christner Strategies. She is the Senior Dean of the Baylor School of Medicine and School of Health Professions and Certified Life Coach for Healthcare Professionals and Executives. Jenny, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Sure thing. Well, uh, I am uh, in Houston, been here seven years and we love it. I'm married with three kids and three pets. So I guess there's something about threes uh, that that I like. I I always have to eat three Oreos, you know, that kind of thing. Um, So I I don't know. But uh, and then and then what I do. So, um, you know, I actually it's it's kind of interesting how I fell into this uh, line of work that I do. I uh, am a pediatrician. I did adolescent medicine. I really loved teaching. So I went into academic medicine. And through that, I think uh, two things that happened that kind of led to um, what what I do now in Christopher Strategies. And that is one thing is that uh, you continually mentor people. So you're always are mentoring students or residents, even as you go up the ladder, doing your faculty. Um, and another thing that you are always doing is um, speaking, right? So I'm, I'm leading meetings, I'm speaking in groups, I speak at conferences, and I enjoy, really loved both of those things. And the other um, little thing about me is that when I grew up, I was in theater a lot. And so I did, you know, I did lots of community theater. I was always, you know, the lead uh, in the plays at school. Um, and then I, I just loved it and it gave me joy and it gave me energy. And then medical school happened and basically did nothing of any of that that gives me joy or creativity or, you know, anything like that. So I, um, I finally decided as I was nearing a big milestone birthday that it was time to do some of those things that, um, I had really liked um, a lot. And that's how I kind of fell into improv. And I took a uh, improv class and I loved it. And I completed like all they have, they have five levels uh, um, and I completed all five levels. And I said, you know, there is, there's absolutely a way to kind of use this in what I do every day. So that's kind of how it all began. Awesome. So, are is is it common for for physicians to be creatives to be expressives you know you know um i don't know how common it is but but yes so so i think as you, you know there are there are a lot of really creative people in medicine if you look there's lots of people who actually have their own podcasts who cre- uh, write to do creative writing there's actually a small little pot of us that that actually do improv uh, that huh. i actually found out when i explored this and i i was actually like oh my gosh um so there are I, I think i think you have to struggle though a little bit at the beginning to find that because really in the beginning your training is so intense that if you're not careful it can really kind of squash everything um and then some people are really good at keeping a keeping a little line intact where other people have to have it emerge again and i was one of those that had to have it kind of emerge again so yeah i appreciate that I, it, it strikes me that that it's probably not going to just emerge again on its own. I imagine the rigors of medicine, if it's actually helping patients or if it's on the administrative side, the teaching side, both are very, very demanding on your time and your attention and energy. And so without intention, you're probably not going to take an improv class or devote the time that it takes to do it. 
Yes, I think I think you're right. Yes, right. Yeah, right. For sure. So and I think I had just reached that point where um, I just needed I was probably getting close to burned out. I wasn't there yet, uh, but I knew and uh, and I wanted to do something to, so that I would still really love my job, but that also brought me joy in my personal life and then really found something that could bridge both worlds, which was even more amazing. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm, you know, again, I just have to imagine that that your story is, or rather the way that you were feeling is not uncommon, that getting close to burnout, not uncommon, but that you did took the action to do it. I, I, I feel like people just need nudges. Yes, a hundred percent. No, I really believe that. And I think that, I think the other really thing, um, and this is, you know, a little bit different from what I, this is part, I guess, more of the coaching than the improv, but I think people are waiting one day for just like happiness to drop down upon them. Like Mm. I'll be, you know, when this happens, I'll be happy when, you know, when I get this job, I'll be happy when this, when my partner does this, I'll be happy. And really, at least for me, what I found, it's not those big things, those big circumstances that make you happy, but it's just like little moments, you know, that, that in in life that make you really, really happy. And so it's really just kind of, dwelling or thinking about those, all those little moments and those little choices that you make that, that bring you to more and more of those little moments in life that um, create that joy. So. I don't know why it is that, 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 that we think about life mm-hmm. or goals or happiness in that way, but we do. And I, 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 it seems like we're all afflicted with that of once I get X, then I will be Y. Right. Yeah. And it's just, um, it's just not true. And, and we sadly see evidence of that, right? We see, you know, movie stars, you know, I mean, they're some of the most prominent sports stars, right? Who you would say have everything, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. right? They have it all, but they engage in very destructive behaviors. And so that's a very just blatant way to, to demonstrate that, that having all those things that you think will bring you happiness don't necessarily don't um, often bring you happiness. Um, and, and I think the um, the practice of you know writing your gratitude so that I wake up every morning and the first thing I do is write down my gratitudes and they're very small things, right? It's not like, you know, that world peace or, you know, or anything like that. It's like some days it's like, I really like the color of my nail polish um, that I'm wearing today. That is, that's, that's making me happy today. That's what I got. Um, you know, but it's just those little things that, that are, are really, uh, really important in creating yeah. that happiness. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's wild. The people that to, to your point, if it's a famous person, an athlete, a, a whatever, somebody who's rich or, I think maybe another great example is somebody that is is poor and then wins the lottery and, right. you know, self-destructs and is absolutely broke again within just a couple of years. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. What is, what is, I mean, so what is the work that, that, that needs to get done? Cause I, I, I appreciate the practice of gratitude and, and, and yep. self-care and tactics, but what, what do I need to do internally? Yeah. So, so I think a, a couple things. Um, so I think one is that you have to recognize that your, um, your thoughts about something is, is what creates your feelings and then, and then drives your actions from that. And so um, I, so, so it's really about reframing your thoughts about things. That's what's really important. And, um, you know, a lot of people will, um, uh, 
will say, well, what do you mean? You know, um, something horrible happened. Do you expect me to be happy about that? Mm-hmm. And, and, and just change my feelings and my thoughts about that. And so know that, you know, when something really terrible or tragic happens, it's not an expectation that you say, oh, well, it's okay. But for that specific thing, then it's okay to kind of like let feel those feelings rather than what we often do, what we, you know, avoid them or buffer them, eat too much, drink too much, you know, engage in some other, you know, behavior that's not helpful. So instead of doing that, you really feel them like, like get into it, feel it um, and, and deal with those emotions. But that's for something really bad that happens, you know, and that's truly tragic on, on the day-to-day life, right. Where we have thoughts, you know, Ah, I have my boss, you know, like, ah, you know, my spouse did that, you know, <laughs> that just, you know, it's just those daily little things. You can, you can really work on changing your thought about that by asking yourself, you can coach yourself, asking yourself a lot of questions about that. And then really thinking, hmm, is that how everybody would perceive this? Or is the fact that, you know, my spouse didn't fill up my car with gas, but yet he brought me flowers. Uh, he brings me flowers every day and he takes care of the children. Like, so really is this one thing worth, you know, and, and you, so you, so you kind of coach yourself around those thoughts. Um, and that's really important to, to do that. And then thinking about your actions from those thoughts. And what, what's really interesting is that when you have a certain thought about something, sometimes it's about the actions that you take. So it's about the again, the, the eating or the drinking or the bad behaviors, but sometimes it's really about all the things you don't do when you have that thought, right? So when you're having a, a thought that is, you know, kind of a negative thought, you end up avoid, right? You might end up avoiding that person. Um, you end up not doing loving things towards that person. You end up behaving in a different way. And all that does is reinforce that thought, right? So, um, so you, people really need to pay attention to all the things that they don't do, um, in addition to what they do do when they're going through things like that. Yeah, I think that that's really interesting. Yeah. That's something that I, I don't spend enough time probably thinking about that that part of it of, of what I don't do. I try to be mindful of 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 thinking about what I'm thinking, right? And then why how am I responding to that? But then I, I realized that I don't know where I picked that up. I'm sure I was taught that, but why would I know that unless Somebody told me, hey, you need to be actually thinking about your thoughts and then what patterns that you are either beneficially stuck in or negatively stuck in. Right, 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 right. Yep, for sure. And um, I know I, I, one of the things I did, I did want to talk a little bit about the improv, you know, and so I, I went down this path, you know, path. So I'm, I'm going I'm to tie them together. Yes. Uh, so, just that so it'll, it'll be a tiny stretch. No, but so I think that one of the things also, I think one of the things that really resonated me with, about doing improv is that it, it actually is related to a lot of this, because when you are thinking about your thoughts and when you're thinking about other people and your feelings, you have to like you have to really listen and and listen in a very objective way. So not not what your brain is making out of something, but like what somebody actually said, right? It's like the actual words and take them as fact. And and what and what I do and what lots of people in their work they they work in teams. They have to work with other people, right? And so um, so you have to be really cognizant of what your teams is saying, what's factual, and what you're making it be, you know, the thoughts that you have about that. And one of the key tenets of improv 
uh, I, I, there, there's, there's, there's several, but uh, the, some of the top ones is number one is that you have to listen intently to mm. what your partner says, because you have, because you have no way you don't have a script. So you have to be listening intently to every single word. And then the big one that everybody kind of knows, if you know anything about improv is you yes, and it right. And, and that's really key in relationships, because if you say something to me, and uh, like if we had started this podcast and I was just like, no, nope, I don't know anything about it. And no, nope, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know what to do. And I'm not sure I'm going to talk to you. Uh, well, how would that have gone? Right. That would not be so great. Right. That would kind of ruin everything. And so thinking, thinking about that, both in your in your communication with your teams and then in your communication in your personal life to really listen to the other person, make them feel heard. And even if you don't necessarily agree with everything, People think that, you know, sometimes when you think about this in a business sense, that if you're yes anding, then you're giving in and you're, that's not what it's about. It's the yes is acknowledging what you heard. Doesn't mean you're agreeing with what you heard, but the yes is yes. I acknowledge what you just said. I'm validating what you just said. And I'm going to add to that. Right. And, and, and in improv, we, we always add it in a very supportive way. Right. So we, we support what our fellow, um, actor just said in life we may not always support it but by saying yes and what about would you consider this right is is a much more um effective way to communicate than you saying something to me and i just shut it down right um yes i see your point and i'm wondering if you could possibly if we could think about it this way right and so it's just um just these very just practical tenets about communication and listening and getting along in the world. And um, that's why I found it so fun on the one side and then um, so meaningful to actually apply the principles in a work type situation. Yeah, super practical. I think that's really, really powerful. Yes, and what about would you consider is this is this something that 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 requires a self-assured confident person because you talked about i don't want to feel like i'm giving in all right well this is not a zero-sum game and we can admit when we're wrong even though it seems like a lot of people in the world are incapable of doing that yeah, <laughs> yeah. i i think um i think do you have to be self-assured yes yes and no i think that's a really good question um I think all communication goes better if you are more confident and, and self-assured and really about comfortable just being in who you are in your own person, right? Communication is always going to go better that way. But if, if at the very base, if you're not ready for that, if you truly can just listen, because so many times the classic thing is when we're having a conversation, we are not listening, right? There's lots of actually literature that we're, we're getting, we already have like our comeback. We don't even know what we're coming back to, right? Because we haven't even listened, but we've got the comeback ready. We've got that, well, blah, 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 blah. Uh, this, and and, and it's, it's so ineffective. So even just being ready to like, just to listen is a massive step. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. Like actually listen to the words, not what I'm assuming that you're going to say, not trying to, to, to look into the future and actually just taking what you said at face value and not trying to interpret what it is that you're trying to get at from my perspective or whatever else. Right. Actually just right. listen to listen to what you're saying to me. Yep. It's so simple, right? But I mean, that's the thing. The simplest things in life are sometimes like the hardest things. Um, mm -hmm. Is what yeah. you find. 
and 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 absolutely the truest. So I I I I've never tried improv. I I think I would I think I would enjoy it. Um, and I really <laughs> think that what we're doing in a lot of the ways it's it's what we're doing in life, right? And right. unless unless we're performing an actual play. Mm-hmm. You know, or I'm in a movie where there's a script that's written out. Um, so what you're talking about is so valuable because that's what we're doing is we're all yeah. improving all the time. hundred percent. That's absolutely right. That's exactly right. Yep. That's why it's just so valuable. Yeah. And, and in it, my life, it's important, but in, in, in medicine, it's also really important because you're dealing with life and death type stuff. Yes. Absolutely. And it's very weird. I think it also appealed to me because when people see improv, they don't, they don't, they're, oh, it's funny. And yeah, you know, but there's actually like a science to it. There, there's actually like, there, there's actually a, a way to approach it, you know? And so I think it appealed to the nerd inside of me as mm-hmm. well, that there's actually some rules that you follow. So that was just, it, it's just great. Yeah. I think without that, it would probably be, I think that there's always an, well, a lot of the time, there's always an art and a science behind things. And yeah. you and I, as as an amateur, I have no idea what I'm doing. We could probably have a pretty fun improv session, but if and if if yeah. I actually knew and was practiced, then then it would be much 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 obviously better. Yes, agree. Yep. And that's probably true when I'm when I'm in the operating room dealing with the other medical professionals, and obviously when I'm in a consultation with a client, or what rather a patient, that I should probably just be listening to what they're telling me also. Absolutely right. That that there's a whole thing in medicine about just if you listen to the history, which is the story, right? It's not the examination or anything. That that like ninety percent of the time gives you the answer, right? Mm-hmm. But um, we just we're in a hurry. Right. And we, we think that we've heard that story before, you know, mm. and, um, but, but really listening and asking the right questions will often be the trick. Yeah, for sure. That's it. That's, I mean, fascinating, right? Just so many constraints on, on physicians today with obviously money and time. And I've got this much time to spend with the patient and I need to get through and I'm hungry and I'm, I'm tired or whatever. Um, right. yeah, super valuable. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Jenny, the people are ready for that difference making tip. What do you have for them? Ah, all right. <laughs> all right. So, um, so I, I, I actually have a quote. So I'm, I love quotes again. I just, I love quotes from you. I have, I have like a vision board where I have quotes from different people. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you it. So it's not original, but it is a quote and I just love it. And it's actually from Henry Ford, if you can believe it. And I'm like, I got my vision board. And it's actually coming, coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is progress. Working together is success. And uh, I, I love that because it's just kind of all these all these principles, right? You've got to come together. You've got to listen to each other. Um, to stay together is work. And again, in any relationship, whether it's personal relationship or whether it's a business relationship, to stay together that you know that takes a lot of work. And then um, you know, working together is really the success. And I, I just I just love I love those words. So they mean I think a lot. that that is I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on. That's yeah. true. Right. Those those words mm-hmm. <laughs> are, are are absolutely true. We all 
just getting together or we're, we're maybe onto something staying together. If it's relationships or business partners, that is, that is work and it can be hard and actually working together and, and creating something great together is that's, that's, that's success. So I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Absolutely. So you can, best place to find me is at my website, which is Christner, C-H-R-I-S-T-N-E-R hyphen strat, S-T-R-A-T dot com. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, should join your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to Christner, C-H-R-I-S-T-N-E-R hyphen strat, S-T-R-A-T dot com. Check out all the great all the great things that Jenny is working on. I'll list that in the notes of the show, obviously. Thanks again, Jenny. All right. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.